Good evening and welcome to Nox Mente. Tonight's guest is Sorolta Defalte. Sorolta is a certified astrologer, ritualist, experienced tarot card reader, and ordained priestess with over 25 years of experience. She has read thousands of charts and has worked with hundreds of clients around the world. She creates ritual oils, incenses, baths, and other ritual supplies, and is a student of alchemy and plant magic. She has facilitated group rituals and has led many classes since 1993. Sorolta coaches clients to articulate their life's purpose in order to embrace their path with confidence, clarify the essence of who they are and what they want, and to create a plan of action that brings tangible results. Sorolta was the first astrologer to provide mobile audio horoscope for cellular phones when she, when she wrote and recorded daily horoscopes for all 12 signs for Nextel from 2004 to 2000 something. I lost that last number. Sorolta, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hi, Sorolta. <laughs> so I'm coming in right now and I'm going to say some, I'm going to add to this because first off, Sorolta and I've known each other decades and in person, <laughs> <laughs> we both are Wicker Park girls from the days when Wicker Park was exciting and we you know the smashing pumpkins were coming up out of there Liz fair i mean every when wicker park was seen it's a real to wilco wilco every i mean we could just go on for days on band and uh Sirolta has had several bands there amazing singer she backed up ministry uh i could just go on about her music which is amazing just i mean i've been a long time fan but she also, on the occult front, was Miss Occult Bookstore with Russell. And the occult bookstore, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Sorolta, it's the oldest occult bookstore in Chicago, right? Wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, it started in 1915 um, or 1905, I think, originally. It was 1905 or 1915, and I can't remember what it was called. Um, Self-help books or something. But it's rumored that Aleister Crowley himself uh visited the store so hmm. it's really illustrious and sorolta was the lady there was the main the person you would encounter for years and years and years and that also gave her uh a a, a bit of stardom in in that in the occult and wicker park music chicago underground scene during a really auspicious time and which is how we met was basically through through the occult bookstore through wicker park so uh <laughs> and then you know we've had covens together as we've been to each other's <laughs> weddings and uh, you know the men oh my god oh my the tears all of it girl so <laughs> 
yeah. the Manhattans. <laughs> oh, the Manhattans. All with the bitters. Oh, yes, of course. We do our Manhattans the same. <laughs> and uh, I mean, they're just, we have so many, so many juicy stories. <laughs> just adore you. You're my first old real friend to come on Nox Mente. And I wanted to roll out the carpet for you. And I'm so glad you're our May Queen. Welcome, my love, Sarolta. Oh, thank you. Oh, wow. I'm speechless. <laughs> so this is great. And I think that uh, it's interesting, too, because Jerry's actually from Chicago. And so we, we are representing Chicago tonight. None of us are in Chicago. And I had I had no idea there was an occult bookstore there. One of the, and like a really illustrious one, Jerry. I mean, it was it's a major occult bookstore in the United States. Mm. Yes, yeah. it's still there, but I'm on a different um, in a different location, um, Milwaukee Avenue. And um, um, an old employee, um, Lee, who actually was the one that helped me get the job in the first place, uh, he owns it now. What's the name of it? The Occult Bookstore. Ah. Mm-hmm. Is Russell, is Russell still with us, alive? Yeah, last night, yeah, Russell um, is retired, um, living up in Wisconsin on writing, writing as um, he was always when I yes. was there. <laughs> yes, he was always in a book or yeah. writing. Or playing um, uh, jazz piano or uh, experimental cello. Yes. Oh, my mm -hmm. God, the cello. That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, there's so many. So we're going to, that's our chit chat for the day. Otherwise, you guys will just get in on a, a personal conversation exactly. with us. <laughs> we on and on. So let's jump into, let's jump into all this goodness. Let's, um, let's go back to young, 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 fabulous Sarolta and tell us about the earliest things that you can recall that stick out like pop culture cartoons did you have a relationship with nature all the stuff that made you weird and fabulous well um i keep kept having this idea this vision it was very very bright and i was asking my mother about um i said when when was this i remember this and she said it i could remember um like a pale colored carpet, lots of light, these big, huge windows, um, which were ended up being like sliding glass doors. And my mother told me that was when I was a year old in Davis, California. My, my father is out there do, in graduate school. And she said that I explained, I uh, described it uh, to the T and she said, so I'm surprised I could remember anything from when I was a year old. Um, and I also remember my grandmother pushing me in a swing, and that was about three. I was about three. But um, swing in Hungarian was my very first word. So I did not say mama or papa. I said hinta, which is swing. So that might um, give a clue of me, uh, how I grew up. <laughs> yeah, well, that's well, I, I love that you directly after your mother too. It's always like when I'm looking for you and I've lost you on internet, there's always the two Sarolta's. Hi. Uh, what, what about your relationship with nature? 
Um, well, I always, um, as a child, I was always outside and um, uh, my mother, um, we gardened a lot. We were always out in the woods and she always spoke about nature spirit. So I just grew up believing that that was a thing and I never stopped believing that because we, we experienced them. We, you know, we never thought they were imaginary. So we were open to it. Um, yeah, so, I, and always in the woods. Um, always out in the woods um, talking to the trees very much so did you were you what kind of religious stuff was going on in your household when you were young <laughs> oh uh, <laughs> well uh, my mother thought it was a good idea to put me in catholic school and um and, uh, because she thought it'd be a better education and i got in trouble because these two boys and i wondered if nuns uh also wore black underneath their um, habits. <laughs> um, that didn't end well. <laughs> um, ended up in the corner for you know lifting her skirt and whatnot. But um, um, after about second grade, though, I um, she said that was enough. And um, we we sat around. Um, my mother was very much into the occult and metaphysics. In fact, she was a, also an astrologer. Um, she is an astrologer. She's still with us. Um, but we would sit around the kitchen table. You know, she'd have those, you know, those book clubs that came every week she, or every month. Or she'd have like some kind of occult book. And so, and she after we read it, she'd send it back, you know. But um, there's, <laughs> you, know, you know, it, was a, um, it wasn't the Time Life books, but it was like some kind of occult book club. Um, but I remember uh, trying to astral project when I was 10 years old. and. Um, actually coming out of my body and like getting like, so scared that I fell back in and we would sit around the kitchen table uh, trying to read each other's, see each other's auras and that kind of thing. So we had kind of a, a wacky household, but I'm so glad for it. Yes. Yeah. It sound, I, I know your, I know your brother, you know, and uh, yeah, you've got a, you've got a fantastic family. This is for sure. And you're all very, I think some of this magical stuff, just in my observation, comes from your heavy, your Hungarian. So mm -hmm. I, I've always just sensed that there was a lot of that heritage deep within you, the folk stuff, especially. Yeah, we have a relative uh, uh, ancestor who, um, her name was Hidesh Kuti Vermesh Erzsébet, and uh, she um, she had she was called a witch because she was uh, always stayed really young. She was an herbalist, and mm -hmm. um, she had six sons and a husband that mm -hmm. died died from cholera. She was nursing them. She never got sick, and at the age of fifty, she married a man who was twenty five. Had a, and had a child and if she had a child we wouldn't be here so oh wow so i'm like okay we've got her blood that's good oh <laughs> wow yeah that we wouldn't be here mm -hmm. i didn't know i did not know that yeah, so that's remarkable that yeah the women in your family that's just all remarkable how sad though that she lost all those children yeah, that yeah, that must have been horrible. I think they were all sons too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't realize that. I th we must have talked about this over the years that she is uh, one of my middle, my other middle names, Erzabet, as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, I know that. Mm -hmm. So I, we must have talked about that, but until right now, it just didn't hit me again. 
Mm -hmm. uh, that's interesting. Do you, so back here in this early period too, what was your relationship with dreaming? Um, I've always had really vivid and crazy dreams. Um, I don't really recall um, anything specific from my childhood, but um, I've always had very, very, very intense and detailed dreams, um, almost like a, 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 a tapestry moving fast, um, almost like I'm, you know, flying dreams, all different kinds. So, and do you have, are you able to pinpoint when you really got into the flow of uh, dream recall? You know, was it, was it puberty? Was it before this? I'm, I think it was before. I remember talking about them. I just can't um, recall anything specific, but I, as a child, I remember um, having a lot of dreams. Um, I, I can't say right now that I can't recall anything specific. I remember doing a lot of things like um, meditating before I went to sleep or mm -hmm. feeling like I was somewhere else, but um, like waking up and not feeling like I've actually slept, but feeling like I'd been somewhere else. Did you have, again, early on, were there any kind of, like the normative fears that people would have under the bed, the darkness, the wood, whatever? Um, I was more, I don't know, I, I was more afraid of, um, there were some dark, some things in the dark really frightened me. I had, um, fears of the of the woods sometimes at night um i just had a um I, maybe maybe from all the creepy stories my grandmother told me <laughs> she would always tell us these stories about there's spiders out there as big as your head and you know just the most horrifying stuff so that's probably where it all came from but um I never really was afraid of um, nature at, in the daytime. <laughs> so. Yeah, but see, all that stuff's all unleashed at night. That's the whole mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. What kind of, uh, did, you, did you enjoy like horror and sci-fi at all when you were young? Sci-fi, absolutely. Um, um, absolutely uh, uh star trek <laughs> yes. early oh, yeah. the original star trek i oh, yeah. i always that's always what i wanted to do um I, I grew up in the in the 60s and 70s so yeah that was a big deal and you know all the original uh star wars movies and saw all those in the theater and yeah it was that, you know, it was the green lady that got me wanting to learn how to temple dance and belly dance from Star Trek. <laughs> we all know that lady, right? Absolutely. Like, I want this power. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. It was, it was, I was mesmerized. <clears throat> and the, the fact that she was green was even better. It was just more exotic. <laughs> yeah, that's all good stuff. And um, also give us a, just the surface level uh, astro stuff for you. Oh, um, 
um, my sun sign, well, I'm a 13 degree Scorpio rising, Aquarius sun, and moon in Libra. Um, lots of, I have a huge stellium in Pisces, um, um, my asteroids, Chiron, Mercury, uh, South Node, all in the fifth house in Pisces. So, Ooh, and, Neptune, and Neptune on the Ascendant in Scorpio. So that's why I've always been, in a, always been a totally in the dream realm um, uh, or the, in the fantasy world. Um, one teacher's always said when I was in uh, elementary school, she's really smart if she would pay attention, but she's always crying <laughs> and staring out the window. <laughs> uh, the early goth. Yeah, always dreaming, uh, drawing, staring out the window. Absolutely. So, Where's yeah. your Lilith? Your <laughs> oh, um, zero Leo. Oh, wow. Yeah, zero Leo. Yes. So that's so that's my tenth house. So it's right, you know, that's uh, the tenth house, uh, Leo, in, in the whole sign house system. So I, you know, I've been just doing more whole sign lately. So. Yeah. So, all right. And then let's, let's just move into the general dreamscape. So, and, and this can encompass your life of dreaming, or it can, if it's changed, if there are things that have changed, then that, yeah, I'm interested in those ideas and how things have changed. But how do you encounter the dreamscape in general? Um, well, it's always very colorful and um, and very visceral. Um, I do a lot of lucid dreaming, actually. Um, um, it depends on what it, what it is. A lot of times, it, I've seen lately that it seems like I'm um, almost like going down parallel um, <laughs> timelines or something because I keep like having dreams about you know my ex husband or and I'm and I'll wake up and say why am I having another dream about it? <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like where was that happening? Um, 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 but a lot of it's processing, of course, but. Um, um, the dream, the dreams I enjoy the most, though, are the lucid ones. Um, I have main main dreams I do with that is I, I seem to um, approach that with a, on a bicycle a lot. <laughs> I'm riding a bicycle and all of a sudden I'm flying like an ET. Oh, <laughs> yeah, um, and um, then I go down and roll on some rooftops and, and then go back up. Um, so that's, that's, a, that happens quite a bit, actually. Um, I, I have, that's the first for me, Sarolta. I haven't heard <laughs> the bicycle flying kind of stuff. That's, it's very, giving me a Mary Poppins energy. Yes. <laughs> that was one of my favorite movies as a child. So. That's oh fun. yeah. How can you not love Mary Poppins? <laughs> what, okay. So in the dreamscape and also, so within the dreamscape, the landscape of it, the architecture of it is, are there things that, uh, so you, you do dream in color and, and vividly. What about, is there shifting architecture? Are there places you go that are familiar and yet possibly they shift around and change, but it's the same place? Or is it always n new architecture for you, new encounters? It's usually new things, um, but they're old. Like they're 
like a, I, a lot of times dream about, it's always houses, like old houses, um, but they sometimes like there are store, stores in them. <laughs> um, this happens a lot where I have a dream where I walk into a house and it's full of old glass cabinets full of just the most beautiful things, uh, <laughs> antique jewelry, antique uh, oh. uh, brocades, and just, uh, so I'm just digging through looking at things. Um, <laughs> so that happens a lot. And then I'm always like, but, but I always have this dream of I'm, I've lost something, so I'm trying to find it. But I'm digging through all this beauty. <laughs> Same with oh, uh, clothing, lots of antique clothing. And I'm always like, oh, I have to, I need this one. <laughs> you sound like you're in my dreams. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, beautiful vases and jewelry and antiques mm -hmm. and yeah, a lot of that in my dreams. And so back to lucid dreaming. So before the, is it the, is it the ascent basically when you get when you're flying that gets you into the lucid state or what have you found triggers that that wake you into the idea that you're dreaming um so a lot of times if there's somebody confronting me all of a sudden i'll just remind myself tell myself oh Oh, you're dreaming. So you you're in charge. So <laughs> you could tell them where to go. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that's right, I'm dreaming. Um, where's my bike? <laughs> 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 or or I'll have something else that I use for I usually have something that um I use as a tool to um sometimes I'll just fly, but um I, I like to fly in my dreams. Um a dream I have a lot that's very disturbing to me when I'm in having it is that I'm climbing something like it's a scaffolding or it's boxes and I'm really going higher and higher and it feels like they're falling apart but I need to keep climbing so I don't fall and that's pretty disturbing but I just keep going and I, I've never really fallen <laughs> but eventually I'll hang on to something and then I'll wake up. So I'm not really sure what that's about. And has any of those ever led you anywhere outside of just in eventually just hanging somewhere? Um, there was one time where it led me down a tunnel and then that opened up into um, a field. And I felt like I needed to run, but I could hardly walk. It was, I was slowing down and slowing down and it felt like I couldn't even lift my feet. And I wasn't sure what, what that was about. Um, so I wonder what, um, if you've heard other people talking about where you just can't move hardly, or it's just like your legs are really, really heavy. And if I wonder what the correlation is to that. I have heard that before, and uh, it, it is interesting. You know, there's there's so much overlap, and that's where, for me, as someone who's really into this stuff, that's where the juice is. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where I know that there's more going on than just the personal stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
And so I can get into that later. I just so like getting all this, these little details out when you're so in the lucid state too, how, when you first started going lucid and so when that moment happens where you're like, oh, I'm dreaming, were you able to hold on or will you get, would you get shot back into your body in the beginning of all that? I think in the beginning it was, um, I would get a little bit, when I realized it, um, sometimes I would wake up more so. Um, it took, it took practice. Mm-hmm. I spent, I spent a, a lot of time practicing that and um, writing a, de- a dream journal and that kind of thing. And um, <clears throat> so I really did try to um, keep it going. Um, so I've worked on it. That's why I think it's, I can stay in it longer now. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's like exercise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you ever, at any point in the in the in the beginning, feel like? For, so for me, in the beginning, the very first few times of real lucidity, and I'm talking high lucidity, where you're probably at this point OBE, uh, mm-hmm. because it's all to me, it's just states of lucidity, including mm-hmm. waking life. Uh, I thought I was. I thought it was dead or possibly dying. And that was part of my jerk back. And so mm-hmm. it was always so alarming. And of course I didn't want to be dead. Mm-hmm. Did, did you ever encounter any of that kind of emotional stuff? Yeah, I have thought I was dead in my dreams before and that did jerk me back. Um, um, but then when I woke up, I was like, oh, I was just dreaming. Okay, well. I know. <laughs> Darn it. That was so you cool. Wanna, like, I've done that to myself. I know. <laughs> I know that feeling. And then uh, for me, it was always impossible to go back that night. Right, yeah. So, and then, so exploring this idea of states of lucidity. So is there a difference for you between full lucidity, which is, you know, for me, that's the, I'm awake, I'm dreaming and I'm awake. And, an op- and, and so for me, the full lucidity is, yeah, I can go wherever I want. Therefore I am astral traveling. I am mm-hmm. OB. Is there, how do you parse language around that for yourself? How do you, are there differences between, you know, a lucid dream and an outer body experience? Um, I think I, I just like kind of think, well, which body, <laughs> um, you know, like, yeah, I think, I think all, a lot of it is out of, I think all of it, I, well, half the time I feel like I'm out of body. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kind of, kind of like, you know, hovering over my body. It's like always trying to stay, get in there, stay down there. You know? yes. Um, yes. But um, um, it, as far as when I'm sleeping and having that, um, lucid dream, I do feel like that, I would consider that an out-of-body experience, absolutely. Um, it, and it's it's such an aliveness. I feel like it's much more, I feel a lot more alive than, than trying to, um, I don't know, navigate a lot of this, uh, <laughs> this uh, um, third dimensional <laughs> heavy matter. Um, I'm sure you know what I mean by that. It's oh, just, yeah. it's we'll just, into that. Um, it's just, yeah. Um, and then that's why, you know, I'm, that's um, why I do any kind of creative work too. And I like to write because 
I don't feel um, pulled down. So I, I don't know. I think I think uh, so-called reality is definitely overrated. So um, I really do love my sleep. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. I I can't wait every time. So it's even yeah. I look forward to it. See the thing and the reason why I've been trying to get have this conversation over language is when Gordon White came on Homely Love. Mm -hmm. uh, I love him. Yeah. Oh man. Gordon's great. So, you know, he, he brought up the same idea, which I have, which I'm a hundred percent behind, which is it's all states of lucidity and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this language of OBE and astral travel is so Victorian, yeah. you know, where, and so, you know, he feel it seems to me that we could condense this, uh, and make it more efficient. And so that's why, but I respect, you know, it's always good to respect how people parse out, yes. compartmentalize these ideas. Mm -hmm. but, so I just, I didn't know where you were on that. Uh, you seem to be right there with us. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like, yeah, this it is different states of, of lucidity. I don't, yeah, I don't distinguish between you know what is one thing is reality and one thing isn't um, right i mean that whole idea of being lucid is being awake i mean <laughs> <laughs> but awake in what way exactly <laughs> well, what do you mean by awake <laughs> there are many ways to be awake <laughs> indeed <laughs> Okay, and so so now that we've got all that stuff kind of nailed down, let's talk about and so in in the mechanics of dreaming, and in particular, I, I want to with you, I I want to stick with the lucid stuff that all that. Uh, do you encounter beings that are not you know where there's pushback, so it's not part of your core psyche, and. Uh, you know, however you want to package the label, other beings that seem like they're driving themselves that are sentient. So, you know, some people go with angels and demons, some people go with demons, some people go with aliens, whatever. It's not you. What do you say, Jerry? Everything is demon. Yeah, it's the <laughs> it's the joke these days, right? Every literally everything's demon. It's my joke. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it's taken over. <laughs> it's all demons. I agree, Jerry. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, what's what's not a demon? And can you prove it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, everything's suspect as far as I'm concerned. So I might as well make friends with them. <laughs> this is true. Ooh. Friend or foe is always like, what's your intent here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so is there a question? <laughs> yeah. Do you encounter them? That's do what I? Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. Um, I do, but um, they're not necessarily what you would see in a horror film or um, it's... Um, it's usually just like normal people, but they're acting acting a certain strange um, way that um, is pushing on me or confronting me. Um, 
And one thing I have learned in my dreams, though, is to fight back. Um, so that's, I learned not to get scared of them anymore. Um, so do you have an example of how you do fight back or, or stand up and confront them? Um, I had a very strange dream about, um, um, this is kind of, it's rather personal, but I'm going to go there because why not? Um, um, I, I had a very abusive ex um, at one point, and I had a dream just recently that um, I was in this room. It was looked like a surgical room with a big metal table, and something was delivered to me. It looked like a big, almost like a, a garbage bag, but it was made out of cloth, and it was put on the table. And so I said, this is for you. And I opened it up and it was this person um, and his mouth was shut, was sewn shut and his eyes were sewn shut. And, and someone said, oh, now you can kill it. And I said, and I, and I said, no, I'm not killing it. And I unshut its eyes and unshut its mouth. See, I call it an it. Um, and I released it and I said, just remember who freed you. Just remember who freed you. Oh, <laughs> and, wow. and then it left and, and like skulked out of there. And, um, and I woke up and I said, huh, <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'm not afraid of that person anymore. Um, That's extremely powerful. And I, of course, I know who that is. Mm -hmm. uh, that's extremely powerful. How cathartic that must be in the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I've really been um, um, embracing the uh, whole idea of uh, you know, non-dualism um, and that um, things aren't bad or good necessarily. They just are, and it's all about how you frame it. Yes. And, and um, even embracing like the worst things and um, say, and just kind of playing with the idea, maybe I really, really loved it. And that's why it's in my life. Yes. And, and yes. that's it that just takes away that the power it had on me. And I just kind of can laugh about it almost now, which is amazing to me. If you had to, if I, anyone had told me that 10 years ago, I would have said, how dare you? <laughs> You yeah. Know? And, yeah but but seriously now i'm just like well you know what's the worst that can happen um <laughs> you know um it's um so i and i think a lot of it has to do with um dream work well of course all the ritual work um and therapy um of <laughs> course but mm -hmm. i think ritualists can be therapy i think dream work can be therapy music is absolutely you know doing any kind of artist therapy so um, Being on our podcast can be there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will tell you my darkest secrets. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I love hearing that, especially knowing knowing that story. And it was a terrible time. Uh, that I mean, it gave me the chills, Sarolta, hearing this and what. What a way and a, what a good example that this, this kind of energy does work out if we're open to it and give it the room to ourselves, the room to allow it to work out. Yes, absolutely.
so in this idea of others of of things in there have you encountered uh what what would be considered like the dead that you know or disincarnate spirits oh yes absolutely i have dreams about my grandparents and now my my father who passed away five and a half years ago um they always come to me in dreams um this one amazing dream that i'll never forget i had about my grandfather it was not that long after he passed away and uh, he and i had a very very strong bond um i had a dream that um um he um i had i was helping him bathe and he had it was he was in i looked like um you know when uh, babies are born with with the with the with the veil that they they have the the sack around them yeah the scout the, the yeah, scowl the, or whatever yeah the, 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 yeah he, they had that whole uh, he had like a, a like the whole sack of like birth oh the um, cowl that's what it's yeah. called and 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 i was helping him like uh, helping him wash it off um and to me that really felt like that was a symbol that he of uh, rebirth um that image is just a, a, an old man in the bathtub and having that um, um, that, uh, water sack around him. Was, uh, that's amazing. There, that's amazing on so many levels for me to hear because it's deep in the folklore of of witchcraft mm-hmm. and across the board from from you know where we hail the eastern european stuff mm-hmm. and, and up in the celtic country uh, I, there are so many stories about being born with the cow on and then in the dreams and uh it's so fortuitous and for you to to be part of that through the dreamscape through your mm-hmm. other self mm-hmm. just is giving me the chills yeah it's like almost like a mid like being a midwife that's um, what i see that's completely mm-hmm. what i see yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that and have you encountered him since then yeah he shows up in my dreams uh quite a bit um and my grandmother too my grandmother never says anything but i'm always feeding her i'm always cooking for her and she's just nodding and like it's good um it's probably because <laughs> he, uh, he was my favorite cook ever and um so in my dream in my dreams i'm always feeding her it's my turn to feed her so. um, there's always food in my dreams too with my ancestors always of course of course there's how loving that is too and special mm-hmm. i mean that's keeping them alive and they're mm-hmm. keeping you alive through this through this membrane that separates us mm-hmm. no that that does have a connection to like fairy lore too mm-hmm. the whole being offered food and mm-hmm. absolutely into contracts yes. um, yeah so beware mm-hmm. of those ancestors <laughs> the like the chinese stuff too where you know you hungry burn ghosts. the hell notes so, well hungry ghosts but you also burn effigies of paper you know the the paper clothing and hell notes so they right. have money and all that stuff as well i hear the afterlife went you know cryptocurrency so <laughs> <laughs> that money's not going to do money again gotta gotta keep up with the moving tides <laughs> Make your offerings in Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or some ghost coin or something 
what about okay so in in this in this kind of sector where we are did you ever dream of someone's passing before they got before they passed oh yes yes um thank you for reminding me of that um my son's uh, uh, grandmother on um, his father's side. I had a dream that um, the, the grandfather died before, um, but I had a dream about the grandmother and the grandfather. Um, we were in this house and we were on the very, very top floor. And the top floor um, was, um, there was a slanted uh, ceiling. Um, for the rooftop, it was very, an A-shaped ceiling. And there was like a platform that was um, polished wood. It was uh, almost like a stage. And in the middle of that stage, um, out of the wood was um, a, 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 an evergreen was coming out of it. And, um, and he was digging underneath it. He was digging it and digging it and saying that um, 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 he was looking for his wife. And then the next day or two later, um, she passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was, yes. That's intense. Did, so that uh, let me let me get the details on this again I, I want to make sure i'm observing this as as i'm really particularly interested in nothing's changed Cyril to death and uh and so so there was an evergreen growing out of a table correct no it's no it's like a it was like a platform it was like a stage almost on the top floor it was maybe a foot or two higher than the wood floor um, but it was like a long platform, maybe mm, twelve feet. I mean, it was a, it was long. Um, okay. Like, a, and it was all um, very nicely polished, knotty pine wood. And out of the middle was an evergreen. Um, was maybe about the size of a Christmas tree, but it was growing out of the wood. Okay. It's weird that my mind went to like those old harvest tables that are super long like that. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then, and then there was the digging. Yeah. It was originally just wood, but he kept digging and then it turned into dirt. And he, and he was, um, he said he was looking for his, he was looking for his wife and then he was preparing something for his wife and um, something like that. Um, so oh, I, wow. I, so I, it was just like he was doing it for his wife. And I was, mm -hmm. um, in the dream, I was thinking, oh, he's going to plant something under the tree. Um, mm. So it wasn't specifically that she was dying, but when I woke up, I was, I knew she was ill. And I said, oh, she's, she's going, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. That's very, that's potent imagery right there. And it's right in line with it. Did you encounter her after she passed? No, I wasn't close with her. Yeah. What? Okay. And also in this in this realm, what about animals you've had or known at least? Um, I have a recurring dream. 
that I'm uh, driving down this country road and it's very hilly and it's very idyllic, um, tall grasses, it must be, you know, August, tall grasses um, blowing in a breeze. And I come up over this hill and there's this huge tree next to a barn and I pull the car over and I get out of the car and under the tree are all these animals that I grew up with since I was a child and they're all coming toward me. So that, that dream I have quite a few times. Holy wow. It's like pet cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Except they're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Except they're friendly and loving and not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with any of the animals too, were were you emotional upon seeing them? What was your mood? Oh, oh yeah, uh, just so happy to see them. Absolutely, I have dreams about um, um, dogs and cats that I've known a lot. Um, I had a very fame favorite cat, Logan, for years. I think you remember Logan. I, I do. He was, How good he was like he was like a big Tonkinese, and he was a tough guy, and just a sweetheart. Though um, when he passed away, when he passed away, I had a dream that I was walking to a fountain, and it was just then this beautiful. It was like he looked like a mountain. It was him. It was he looked like a mountain lion, except he was kind of a cream colored, and he had these amazing Technicolor green eyes that shown and he walked over to the fountain and um and i went over to him and petted him but i knew it was it was him in the spirit realm and with any of these oh man i loved logan by the way <laughs> with any of these have you been able to so and and not with the animals but just with people you know that have passed that can include animals people you know in this state that are in that state, have any of them given you information that was pertinent in your your daily life? Um, I can't remember that necessarily. Um, I remember a dream of my father right after he passed and I was on the phone with him and he told me that he was um, just exploring. He was a scientist. So he said, oh, I'm just taking the bus and I'm looking here and I'm going here and I'm doing that. So don't worry, everything's good. <laughs> I'm just checking it out. <laughs> um, so like he told, because I was wondering, because I always told him, we knew he was dying when he was he had cancer. And, and I said, make sure, you know, you, you report back to me that, you know, you're, you're doing your science. <laughs> Send me a sign back. Oh, and, that's excellent. So, so you had made that communication packed with him and then yes. there he is. Yes. That is excellent. And the, how long after he passed was that? I would say within a year, was within a year, um, probably within six months. Oh, really soon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's fantastic. Did, were, was there any kind of emotional staircase you had to climb with him also? I know I asked you that earlier, but I, I'm just wondering, uh, so like, you know, my mom. And so when she passed, it was, 
I, it took years for me to be able to be close to her. So it, we worked into it. Like mm-hmm. she would be in a room or far away, you know, it'd be something. Initially she would just show up and I got too emotional and the whole thing was shut down. And then, mm-hmm. so the parameters had to be set and it was mm-hmm. usually like she was in the distance, you know, mm-hmm. or there's like, if there was a communication, it was like one of us is in prison and we're talking on the phone through glass. Mm-hmm. And until uh, ultimately where it is now, which is fantastic, and we we can carry on. Uh, mm-hmm. So there was this emotional ladder I had to climb to mm-hmm. open to her communication. Did you go through any of that? Um, I just wanted him to tell me more. <laughs> so I was like, "Tell me more. Tell me more." Oh, it's okay. I'll I'll be in touch. I just wanted to ke- check in and let you know I was okay. And then another time, I had another dream where I walked up the stairs to a banquet hall, and way off in the corner, he was sitting at a dining table with a beautiful white linen uh, tablecloth, and he's just sitting there with a glass of wine. And I look at him. He raises the glass of wine to me. And I turned to, to tell the person I was with, I said, look, dad's over there. And then I looked back and he was gone and I was so upset. I was like, what? <laughs> How dare you? I've been asking you to come again and here you are and then you go. So <laughs> that's an amazing image though. Yeah. So I mean, really, that's it really, it's really amazing. The white linen, the glass, raising it, that, that's amazing. Were you, so the, you were upset, but what kind of upset? Was it like a sad upset? Like No, I was more like, darn it. You wanted to talk, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I know you're busy, but come on. Don't you have a minute for me? Come on. Can you, can you spare a minute for your daughter? <laughs> yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. I yeah. do talk to him and I feel, I feel his presence um, um, when I talk to him. So I do, and a lot of times I'll just feel him. In fact, I'm driving his old car now, and I feel like when I'm driving around that he's sitting in the car with me. So I'll just kind of talk to him and say, oh, yeah, so this is what's going on, and here's this going on. And, you know, you can show up in my dream and tell me what's happening anytime. I love that. Yeah, I, I've gotten to that point. I'm not saying my mom's name, but I, I've gotten that point with her. Like, I can feel like when a, you know, a beloved pet of mine died recently, and it was girl has been the hardest grieving process of all these people I've known so close to me and mutual friends of ours and stuff they're all passing it, mm-hmm. it was like this dog it's hard this dog of all things just took me down and uh I have been feeling my mom's presence and so I haven't seen her really in dreams but uh, it's just so strangely here and after you know she's been dead over 20 years and mm-hmm. uh and so this new idea for me of the in the waking experience of dealing with the presence of someone I did know. So I, you know, the mother, so I know her vibe, I know her energy. Mm-hmm. And so you know who they are. It's not like you have to guess. It's like, this is, this is this person. I know their energy stamp. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and same with our our mutual friend and coven sister tammy a, a couple times she has popped in i'm like oh you know this is clearly tammy's energy mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh 
Yeah, the dream I had when she passed was amazing. <gasps> amazing. And you knew she died though, right? No, I absolutely did not know that. Oh, girl, oh, I'm so God. sorry. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she another Wicker Park sister and Coven sister. She passed. Oh, it's, she passed in the fall. And she, you know, she has those three daughters and all that. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. She, I'll, I'll say this dream because it's good. This is a dream show. And since you haven't heard it and since, you know, you obviously were tied into Tammy as well. The, so the dream is on a highway there's the highway i'm driving one way and this car goes the other way and it's like the southwest so it's big sky uh you know it's like sedona-esque or northern new mexico-esque mm -hmm. and uh and so uh, this car goes by really fast and i look over and all the the doors are open and all this and it, it kind of just parks or something i can't remember those specific details but i i somehow i'm at the car now and the engine opens and all these cockroaches come out of the engine she died of brain cancer girl and oh. terrible oh man i'll tell you all that later but it was uh so the the engine is the head right and mm -hmm. yeah the cockroaches, all that cancer, and the but the doors were all wide open, and it was this gust, like almost knocked me down of wind that went into the winds, and was glorious. It filled me with this like intense amount of love, like I don't know how to describe it, like a freedom. So there, you know, the car was yeah. her body and all that, and she and she you know then i found out she was dead so nicole had called and I, I don't know it was later it was around that time that she passed so and that was that was a chilling one but it was an example of i'm free mm -hmm. and uh it, and it seemed perfect for tammy of all people that it would be those big symbols these big the big sky the big desert Mm -hmm. the the little car that's just riddled and and done done with it every door was open wow so, yeah very powerful wow very powerful and then a couple times she's popped in it's been distinctly her energy and you know how mm -hmm. distinct her energy was yes. she's, she was potent <laughs> absolutely beautiful spirit yeah wow. very very potent and so i just am now this is where i'm at with stuff is it's coming on me like this i'm like oh that's you know that's that person mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I, I like hearing this with you and your father mm -hmm. what about okay so what about i want to get into a little bit of woo with you mm. oh good girl let's get some <laughs> woo woo on uh i'm all about the woo i know me too mm -hmm. so I want to get into kind of the existential stuff with you about what do you think is going on? What's what's the meaning of this this apparent illusion of separation between that state and this state? I think it's I think it's almost like that happens um, to keep 
um, the, I'm, I hate to sound, not, I hate to say the lowest common denominator as far as consciousness, but I think, um, I think it's, it's to keep people from going crazy. Um, if, if it's, sometimes it's too much for people. Some people can't deal with the woo, okay, at all. Um, so I think that if they wake up, they go, oh, it was just a dream, okay, I don't have to pay attention. And so I think it just makes it easy to function for people that are not curious. Um, I think that the people that are, are curious, um, you know, there's a whole lot we could do, but it, I think it's just to let people just survive, to keep, that's why there's that separation. Um, I think it's just a survival thing. Um, that being said, I don't know how, how boring life would be if you didn't get into the woo. Like, I don't know how people could live without magic. It's like, really? That's enough for you? Um, I'm not sure if that's what you were asking. Um, it's, it's not um, quite, but let's, let's, <laughs> so wait, let's back up and come at this in right. Cause you brought something up provocative and, uh, the magic of it all. Right. And, and magic in general, how does that play a part in, in the way you access dreaming and use dreaming as a tool uh, to work in your waking life and through, you know, how do you use magic and is, is dreaming a tool for you in your use of magic? Well, um, <clears throat> in dreams, I think everything we encounter in our dreams um, is there to tell us is is a consciousness is an entity it's a being like um that's one thing gordon talks about all the time is about you know everything is a, a it, you know approaching everything including um like planetary archetypes or um you know stories or anything that as a as an actual being that has something to tell you like the, and like his whole thing on the mushrooms and psychedelic and plant allies whatever it is it's like what you know approach all of those things approach a rock approach everything as if they have something to tell you they are an intelligent an intelligent force an intelligent being in their own right um and maybe you just don't know their language and i think if you just have that kind of openness um then everything is, you're much more, you, you can be open to hearing this sort of like, oh, well, that's just a rock that doesn't have any, you know, or that's just this, or that's just that. Instead of uh, defining things, I think if you try to undefine it in the way that you just open to, well, um, not, not naming what it is, but being open to it telling you. Um, I think that that is the magic. Um, of living with that to me that is living magically and allowing the dreams to come and tell you things um, um if that makes sense um it's just to not try to tie things or put them in a box it's very easy um to just oh well okay i know that i put that in this box i put that in a, but how boring is that and then you will never hear what when they're in a box those things are in a box you can't hear what they might tell you um symbols are alive, they speak. Um, old stories are alive and they speak if we hear them. Every, you know, I think everything is, you know, um, everything is demons, come on. 
<laughs> and if you don't believe me, prove it. <laughs> All I got to say is they're certainly not from outer space. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah I, that's that's just I just try to look at everything like what is the what what is new here? What is what don't I know here? What what does this have to tell me? Uh, you know, just being very open and very beginner's mind about things, I guess. I think that's the best way to be always personally for me as mm -hmm. well. How do you see the planetary spheres playing into, because this, this brings it all in for me. And of course they're, 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 they're spheres. They're, they're sentient beings, the way I see mm -hmm. them in, in my mind and the way I interact with them. You know, we, we have Mercury, is assigned certain characteristics and attributions and we we call upon mercury it's been done since forever mm -hmm. right so how do you see all of that bring in some of the astrology here how do you see all of that playing out in the way we're navigating the dreamscape but through the waking scape so i'm looking for the magic again here um well absolutely um i'm really thrilled that uh, um of the revival that all this discovery of the uh, ancient astrology that's just been discovered uh, really discovered since uh project hindsight in the 80s where all these old astrological texts um um had that had never been translated or now translated and um and now astrology is going back to its roots um where um, it's combining astrology, um, um, alchemy, and magic. Those are the three components of Hermeticism. Um, it's, uh, Hermes is Mercury. Okay, back to, you know, so it's all of those three things are always supposed to be together. Um, but um, um, astrologers um, were trying to be, get more um, uh, leverage in the scientific community. So then they start saying, well, it's just an archetype or, you know, maybe it's just psychological and maybe it's just, you know, these psychological archetypes are represent parts of us, but there's no real magic there. It's, you know, um, I, 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 I call bullshit. Um, <laughs> um, it's really is about the magic. And I'm so happy that that's where it's back at, um, or that's where it's coming back to, um, um, because astrology, I was an astrologer for so many years, but I got really tired of modern astrology. I just got too washed down and it was just too, there's just something really missing. And, um, studying the Hellenistic astrology and all, all, uh, you know, the old medieval astrology and all those old, old, the magic is back. Um, um. That being said, um, I think I think there's a huge magical revival right now. We we, we both know that, you know, um, that you know, people like Gordon and Austin Kopic and um, people bringing all the magic and um, uh, back into astrology and astrology, and, like all of that is huge right now, right? Um, it's just nice that, the Freemasons aren't the only ones doing it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and bringing back, you know, bringing back the magic of um, things that, you know, a lot of people aren't that familiar with, like, say, Jason Miller's uh, Black School, working with Cyprian, um, which I'm actually taking that course yes. right now. Yes. I'm taking that course right now. And let me tell you, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I, I am so jelly. You know that. <laughs> I, I highly recommend it. Um, um, yeah. Um, but um, that being said, so how's that? Because I think because there's such a um, uh, people are starting to think more magically and yeah, it's get, it's a little trendy, you know, it's a little trendy right now. Everyone's a witch. Everyone's an astrologer. Everyone, you know, and it's very basic. <laughs> um, that being said, though, that it might awaken people that maybe they start out it being a trend, but there might be, you know, it awakens something in them where they will actually do the deep work and, you know, realize that it's not just a cute trendy thing and it actually takes work to, um, you know, all of this is, is work, you know, it, it is. Um, well, that's, and, that's what always happens. And so the look becomes popular and mm -hmm. everyone gets washed out with that. Mm -hmm. But it, in the end, it leaves those, the real people that are searching mm -hmm. and thinking that d are willing to do the work and uh, the trends move on as they always do. Right. Exactly. So I, for one, I'm fine that it's, you know, yeah, I get, I get, an, I get annoyed with people, you know, um, um, astrologers um, that, you know, really, um, there was an uh, article out there recently uh, about this astrologer that basically learned astrology through memes. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> and she's, and she's charging big money for readings. And oh people are God. like, and, and someone asked her in an interview, is she used an ephemeris? She goes, an ephemeris? What's that? Oh my God. <laughs> and she goes, oh, I never heard about that on the internet. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Oh, sister. But you know, no, she's got a million followers and a Patreon page. Right? <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, probably exactly. right. But like, but you know what? Basic a year. <laughs> but basic is as basic does, right? Eventually, if that's as far as they deep they want to get into it, then get, be at it, go at it. You know, whatever. But you know, yeah, I can't say that. I have to say it does annoy me, but <laughs> it is annoying. However, the one thing that is good with trends is especially when we're talking about things that need funding, they bring in this wave of money mm -hmm. that allows some of the, the people doing the deeper research, if they're out there and they're publishing, you know, they're translating publishing to get more money to do deeper research and bring out other stuff that was hidden or needs to be translated. So mm -hmm. there's, that's kind of like this undercurrent of the trend is an influx of resources. Right. Exactly. So that's, yeah. So there's always a positive side to it, but I do think that the wet magic is being reawakened. Um, and, um, and I think that will inform, well, you know, you know, it's like a lot of these deities um, haven't been given the, in my opinion, given the proper um, and attention, um, except by a lot of, you know, maybe pagan types, you know, but now it's, I think it's, it's starting to, you know, wake up a little bit. And so that's going to inform the whole energy of the planet. And it's going to um, inform our dream realm. I'm, you know, at, at least I'd like to think so. <laughs> um, I think if the more work you do with magic on your own, uh, in your own uh, practice, that it does expand your mind um, to more possibilities. And, and um, uh, I mean, I have dreams about deities coming into my, you know, 
especially ones I'm working with uh, very seriously. So um, I think it's, it's quite real. And I'll go on record. <laughs> All right. I'm oh. <laughs> you know, I'm with you on that. Right, but it's, it's real to you, which that's uh -huh. all that matters. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. What else matters exactly? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that's like one of the deepest esoteric thoughts, you know, out there. Is that's the core, really? Mm -hmm. oh. mm -hmm. Do you have any examples of so nothing obviously current working, but of working with deities where they showed up in your dream? Yes. Um... Well, I've, I've worked for many, many years with Sekhmet. Um, yes. And, <laughs> yes. And, um, oh yeah, she's, she's, she's come in and, you know, a lot of times um, when I've been going through certain something, she'll just come in and say, look, don't forget who you are. Okay. You're a priestess of Sekhmet. You know, you know, basically it's just like, you know, stand, get, get yourself together, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I wake up, I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. What would Sekhmet do? Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, so, you know, I, I mean, I, I really have a, a, a deep connection that I, I mean, it, um, it just is. It just is. They're part of my, my family, so... I've worked with them very deeply um, for years and years. So, what? So, in, in in downloads or information you're getting in the dream time, has any of that informed stuff you're working on in life? So, school stuff or all the art you've done, all the music, amazing music you've done, uh, has any of that come first through the dreamscape? Yes, absolutely. Um, um, or, or even right before, while I'm falling asleep, um, just before I fall asleep, or just as I wake up, I'll remember. I'll, I'll have that idea, and I'm, I, and I might not have remembered it in the dream, but I wake up with this idea, and I know that it was given to me in the dream somehow, or I accessed it. Um, I have many dreams where um, I'm in the dream and I'm hearing a song that I just love and it's so great and i wow this is the best song i ever heard and then i wake up and i can't remember it but i've never heard it before so i know i i wrote it or have accessed it in my dream but then i can't remember it and i'm just trying trying to go why can't i remember that song that was the best song. <laughs> so um and i've had dreams where um i i wake up and i immediately write something down and that has become a song or an idea for um, uh, uh, something I'm working on. Excellent. And what about when you were, because I know you've been doing a ton, you've done so much school. This top of, you know, the early getting certified to be an astrologer and all the other esoteric studies, but like hardcore university work, mm -hmm. did, the, did anything, am I, am I roboting? You did for a second. Yeah, you were a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's weird because it did say connection unstable. Did so when you were going through university and all that. Did did anything come through? Did it help you? Did the dream realm <laughs> help you? Um, I think maybe it helped me process my anxiety. I would have all those those classic dreams of being in high school. Um, 
naked trying to find your locker, don't know where it is, and you're looking for an exam. <laughs> I have plenty of those. And then I wake up and go, oh, I'm not in high school. I don't have an exam. I just have a paper I need to finish. I better get on it. So in that way, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's excellent. And so, oh man, I just threw a blank. I had this amazing question where I was going to, and of course it's the one thing I didn't write down. I always write down everything. And it was gonna, it was leading back into the woo of all this. So, so back in the dreamscape though, with pulling out downloads and working with possible and in this whole idea of reality, have you had anything that felt like recurrence or uh, deja vu stuff or prophetic dreams that, that then you were able to nail in waking life? And so then you do get that, like, I've been here or this somehow's played out. I've seen how this timeline goes or I made a different choice. That kind of recurrence thing, deja vu thing, through dreams. Yes, I know I have, and I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to remember the details, but I know I have. Um, Give up those deeds. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so give me a minute on that. I have, I have let it, let it. Well, let that stew. What are your thoughts on deja vu when you're having them? Yeah, I, I have a couple. I wonder if, if it's two different timelines meeting for a second, or if it's a precognition that you dreamt it. Um, but it could be it could be different timelines just kind of overlapping is what I'm you know like I'm not sure like it always feels like there's like a delay of there's like I know what's like I almost know when the deja vu is going to happen like there's like a fluttering of the there, it's hard to describe but it's almost like there's a fluttering of the uh, the way time is experienced. So it's, um, it's like, it's wavy and then, then it happens. And then I'm like, Oh, there it is. And then, okay. then it passes. So it's almost like having a, <laughs> some kind of strange uh, episode. I'm, uh, so I'm not really sure what that is, but it, it re I really do experience in that way where it, it's like a fluttering of the, of, time the way i experience time um so i wonder if it is some kind of um messing with time with the ex with the time waves or if the, there are different dimensions happening at the same time or i'm not sure what what do you think about that it's just it's, it's all happening yeah it's all happening at the same time right yeah, pretty much yeah so yeah, I think there are, I definitely think there are parallel dimensions and I think that's where many of these entities exist mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and somehow energetically they can project here in dreams. Maybe the, in our dream space uh, connects all, all dimensions together. It's like a nexus point. 
which gives them access and who knows i mean it could be anything it could just be completely um thought forms that have that have gone what thought forms gone wild you know yeah 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 but yeah they're definitely it definitely um happens a lot and um and i want and i want and then if you dream it and then you're saying okay i'm having a deja vu i dreamt this so does it is it happening several times at once but if everything's happening at once um then it's just getting filtered into different uh pockets as as far as how much we can focus on at once i guess and and what we can uh, perceive too yeah uh sensorily is that, so. a word? is that a word? I think so. <laughs> Sensorially. <laughs> Sensei, I, I know. What is the word for that? <laughs> <laughs> there are senses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sensorily, it's a word. I thought so. Is it, Jer? In a Sensorily. Sen- mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. I didn't use it right, but yeah. <laughs> what? Give us the definition. Well, the one, here's what I was, yeah, this, I did use it right. By the, by the use of the senses, by means of the senses in relation to or respect of the senses. Yeah. That, so that's what I perceived it being. Yeah. It's a real word. Sorely. <laughs> Yay. New word today. about <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what about your ideas of, and this goes into a lot of classical stuff, like intent and fate. You know, so the the fixed nature of certain things and then our intent around that. Do we have intent? It does, do we actually have a choice? Are these just time loops? Is it all fixed? Uh, is nothing fixed? Is everything free will and full on chaos, and therefore we can form everything? Well, when I was younger, (laughs) 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 being the rebellious young Aquarius, I wanted to believe, I actually got into astrology because I I didn't, I didn't want to believe anything was fated, right? Oh, we have absolute free will. We're absolute. Um, Um, I I am not so sure anymore. I think I think um, there's a lot of th- we what we think we have free will. We're still um, a product of our um, genetics, um, our how, what what we um, are able to understand, um, what our influences are, um, what our emotions lead us to, what we want. I mean, can we can we really choose what we really desire and want? Or do we just want what we want? Um, and I think there are certain things that are rather faded. Um, you know, studying a lot of things in uh, Vedic astrology, um, it can be pretty uncanny um, when you have a certain dasha that is ruled for this many years by this planet, and then all of a sudden you go into another dasha by, and, and things radically change. Is that, I mean, you know what I mean? So. <clears throat> I don't, I don't think we have, I think we have free will to choose. We can always say no. Like um, I've done readings for people um, where two, they're like, I love this person. They love me. What happened? And it's like, everything was set up. It's like they were supposed to be together. 
it was all set up. Like they both set it up that they were supposed to be together, but at the last minute, one of them chickened out or whatever. There's always that free will. You're always free to mess it up <laughs> or you're always free to try to change the way you think about it, things. Um, but as far as really having changing fate, I'm not really sure. I, in the, in the big picture, I'm not so sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not either. There's no, nothing for me is actually set in stone at That's, all. Yeah, right. So, but these ponders are are so are so big for me as well. I don't mm -hmm. think the fruit. I, they're not fruitless. They are no, absolutely, absolutely intent. We need to think about these things. And I mean, it, it's like, how many different ways can you find yourself to the same point? This is why I love the Vedic stuff. And mm -hmm. In fact, there were like a million and one roads and they all led to that same point. Yes. And yet I had a million and one choices to get there. And there were all these adventures on the way, but I still ended up at that same point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. And yeah, that, the, 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 some of that, like I just went through this huge, big Saturn cycle. And now, and, and I'm just entering a Mercury cycle, but I'm just going through my second Saturn return. <laughs> That's the big one. That's the big one for women in particular. Right. So it's my second Saturn return and um, my natal Saturn is now conjunct the South Node in Capricorn and Pluto. So it's not just oh, your, girl. not just your everyday Saturn return. <laughs> Plus, now my, my, my progressed ascendant is going into Capricorn. So I'm going to be, for the next 30 years, oh Capricorn God. rising. So I'm like, okay, man, let's do it. Oh. I, I, so I'm, whatever I have to master, just bring it, you know? Yeah. I mean, what else can I do? I have to, I have to be Saturn's bitch. And yes. I'm fine with that. If that's my, you know, 20 years ago, I said, Hell no, I'm not going to be Saturn's bitch. I want to be free. I'm, you know, this, you yeah. know, you know. Yes. We'll so now I'm like, whatever I'm supposed, whatever I'm supposed to do, whatever, however hard, I'll, I'll, I'll do it because that's what I'm doing. Okay, this is what I signed up for. Let's do it. But let's have fun doing it <laughs> and try to be not attached to it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A little more not. Yeah. So. Yeah. Is it? So with, with the Saturnian stuff in particular, you know, I mean, I, I've always fought it. And of course the sad, the, the Capricorn women are always, I find myself surrounded by them mm -hmm. always. Uh -huh. It's just a thing. And of course I have that Capricorn father that wasn't the other father, you know, cause it's a tale of two fathers. And, uh, and so I, I always struggle with Capricorn and just recently, and this happened through a series of dreams, I came to terms with Capricorn. I stopped seeing Saturn, Saturn filtrated through, you know, with the filter of Capricorn in such a negative way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and, you know, we're predisposition, like, it's almost like a, it is like a meme, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
And so now I'm, I'm also embracing uh, when I encounter this Saturnian hard aspect stuff that happens in a different way. Like, okay, I can, I now can handle this. I can, yes. I'm choosing yes instead of bucking against it because every time I buck against it, I swear I lose a limb or a psychic limb or something, you know? Seriously. What's the, how much are you willing to pay for this so-called freedom, you know? <laughs> The one thing too, traditional astrology um, that um, Saturn also rules Aquarius. So, yes. so yeah. that that changed the whole. And I'm like, oh, so wow. So it's not Uranus, it's Saturn. Okay, hmm. And that made me think a lot deep. So I'm so I made friends with my malefics. Okay, the malefics in the traditional astrology, you know, Saturn and Mars. Oh, they're malefics. And I'm like, no, man. They're your friends if you know how to work with them because I'm an Aquarius sun and my ascendant is Scorpio. Scorpio traditionally is ruled by Mars. So I'm like a double malefic. Um, I might as well be a badass bitch, uh, you know, <laughs> because I mean, you know, and I've always been so Libra moon. Oh, I, forgot, I just want everyone to get along. You know, and I'm really done with that. I, I think that Libra ever says, oh, Libra's and Libra has given me more trouble in my life because i'm trying to make everyone so happy you know don't buy it don't buy it don't buy that stuff. go with the malefics get get your ass tough yeah absolutely <laughs> that's what i would say to people yeah harden up it, it, these are good these are good lessons and they, <laughs> they do come to everyone's plate at some point so it's stuff i mean maybe some people yeah i mean we've all seen people who do astrology you do see those life lifetimes where it does seem to all be trines and these people get nothing done mm -hmm. but they do seem to be content in mm -hmm. nothingness but the majority of people i've ever surrounded myself around have you know grand squares grand mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's yeah. mm -hmm. like all this crazy stuff and uh one of the things i started to notice early on when i was looking at dreams was how these planetary spheres these gods if you will were coming in and, and interacting with me when some when some shift was happening, something mm -hmm. big, mm -hmm. and uh, part and and so starting to address that. Oh man, yes, this can be personal. I can unionize this, but this is this is big and it's bigger. And the energy I'm encountering through the dream symbols are showing me that it's big and bigger and that yes it's affecting my personal everything outside of me is affecting me personally and yet none of it is me because i am all of it and that's something weird to chew on but whatever uh, <laughs> so so it's this it's these aspects within the dream that are talking about the astrology and what I'm finding exciting is what you mentioned earlier about how the old astrology that is now being translated is validating that for those of us that have studied this a long time. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't know how uh, that last um, Mercury retrograde in Pisces. Yes. Whoa. I mean, talk <laughs> about weird dreams. Mercury retrograde in Pisces. I have Mercury in Pisces, so I'm already have like I I am and with Neptune on the ascendant. I don't know if people get what I'm saying or if I'm even saying the right thing. <laughs> so I like to I I end I like I I speak better in poetry, so I write songs. I was like okay that that you know, um, and then you know it's like 
anyway, that dream, the dreams at that point were so deep and dark. Like I remember I would be waking up feeling um, like I had just worked all night. I don't know if it, you, you've heard other people talking about that during yes. this. It was a heavy one. Plus with all that Capricorn, all those um, planets in Capricorn, Pluto, Saturn, and the South Node all intensely, you know, in those eclipses in Capricorn, Cancer. Uh, so it's been, I think that really affects the um, dream state. Um, I think um, planetary energies, um, uh, like the full moons and the new moons, um, I I definitely see those reflected in there. Um, um, I I wish I had had recorded had my uh, had some things recorded down um, more specifically to give more specific examples. Um, I think that would be um, like okay. What is the dream and what is the the? Um, do you have people that do do you, do you do that? I. My problem is, is when I, I wake up and I write the dream, but um, I don't always write that other stuff down. It, for me, I've gotten this relationship with each of the planet, the planetary spheres, because that's mostly where I do my magic, it, mm -hmm. you know, is with planetary spheres. So I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not Miss John Dees and where I'm calling on angels and demons. It, mm -hmm. I just, I really just work with the planetary energy. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and for and that's what works. I get there's so much shade in the magical community these days. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, I like working with the planets too. That's my main thing. Um, my question was about like when you like writing like I I I wish I had would write down the dreams like like and exactly see what's going on astrologically. So I'd have like a data bank of okay, this is what was going on whenever it was the full moon in this or this was camp, you know. So yeah, that's what I'm addressing. Is yes, I do do that, mm -hmm. and because I have such a feel for each of the the spheres mm -hmm. that now I can I can I can I know when something is. I'm coming into a close aspect with something because mm -hmm. of the the relationship I have, mm -hmm. and and I do write down significant stuff that maybe I didn't see, so I have to look further out in the ephemerides and 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 pinpoint. Oh, this is coming down the pike, and I didn't, you know, mm -hmm. I it was further down than I was looking ahead, and uh, and then the emotional tides, of course, everything for me nowadays too is I wake up and I'm. I'm really checking in with the emotional tone of every encounter that happened through the dreams. Mm -hmm. Was was I experiencing fear? Was it was it loss? Was it joy? You know, mm -hmm. was it ecstasy? That you know, the wonderful wet dreams. Was it mm -hmm. you know, like what what's going on? And those are all planetary sphere aspects, mm -hmm. right? 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 Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know this, and so yeah, I definitely take my own dream interpretation to that level mm -hmm. yeah that's that's really helpful yeah but again it's like one of the things that we say here in next like we don't i don't interpret people's dreams now there was a time i had hubris and i certainly would <laughs> <laughs> like i mean i still have hubris we all have hubris we all engage mm -hmm. hubris but there was a time i was just so on it you know like mm -hmm. oh that and i encounter that a lot in the world where mm -hmm. i just this dream wizard over there saying this is that that and i have to sit back and smile i think it's funny right and, 
uh, <laughs> it's it's cute and it, it never addresses where how individual we all are and our our interaction with these symbols is so completely personalized your relationship with mars type symbols is i'm i guarantee different than mine mm-hmm. so how how silly of me to assume i know that right and well, you know but you probably have people knowing that you're interested so they ask you right so that's what i get for the people like want want a reading and then i'm i'm asking them questions and they're like well aren't you supposed to tell me what this means <laughs> and i'm like you don't so then i have to just kind of say well I, I need to have context and I, you know, I'm not here to, t- I'm, you know, and then I, when they start talking about things, I say, okay, so um, a lot of times with a new client, I'll do something like, um, okay, what was going on at this time in your life? Yeah. And, and like, oh, that was blah, 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 blah. Um, and then I'll be like, okay, well, this is blah, 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 blah. And like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden they relax enough to start talking about what's going on. And then I can actually give them a reading. But when it's like, they are like, well, tell me what's, ha- what's going to happen. It's like, um, well, it's not really how this works. Um, no, because, because it is, like you said, it's extremely personal. And I need to see what the, con- like, okay, what was going on last time this happened? Like, you know, it's like, say, a Venus retrograde cycle happens every eight years. So what was going on the last eight years? What was going on eight years ago? And what was that theme? And do you remember? And that kind of thing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's exactly what it is. And when you can let, when people can figure that out and they find their own set of symbols, you know, you can't learn magic from, you know, okay, I have this book of correspondences. Well, that helps. <laughs> that can help you. You can get you started, right? Yes, yes. Get yes. you started, get yes. you started. But then after that, it's like, okay, you're going to have your own, your own relationship oh absolutely isn't that the core of all everything we're talking about that is mm-hmm. that's this where we develop and understand these energies and how we we move around these energies mm-hmm. and and part the great tool here is that we have dreaming as as a holodeck the, mm-hmm. another hall because this is a holodeck mm-hmm. as well but we have that holodeck where there are no rules really mm-hmm. it's as open as you can be to develop the relationship with these energies therefore you can actually access this stuff that seems really super fantastic in the sense of waking mm-hmm. yeah also, I think in the dream realm, not only can you try things out that you might not be able to do yet, in, or, or you're, you're toying with certain things in your everyday life, but you can try things out in, in, to see, you know, like you're, you're playing a role, like you're trying it on, you know, fake it till you make it in the dream realm. And then you're like, oh, I guess I got it because I'm doing it in the dream realm. And so it just kind of trickles down into the real world. And you're like, oh, well, I guess in my dream, I, you know, that didn't bother me anymore. So it's not bothering me anymore here. You know, why should it, uh, you know? Um. You know what? That's how I learned. That's how I learned tribal belly dancing in the 80s. <laughs> I, was, I was dreaming it. I was dreaming it. And I'd wake up in the night and I would be moving, doing snake arms on, in, in my, you know, I had been in my sleep doing snake arms 
and I could see, I'd wake up and I see my shadow on the wall and I was doing it. And then 20 years later, when it became a thing, you know, then I did it. I did it everywhere. I was at festivals doing, I was getting paid doing it with my snake, Sasha. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> all this. So I was doing all this tribal fusion belly dance a long time before it had an actual name. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and now of course it's a gigantic thing. But I had taught myself that. And so then when I relearned, went and did traditional different types of belly dance, I realized that, wow, I, I, I accessed this stuff mm-hmm. through Venus and Saturn mm-hmm. in my dreams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you were... Th- you were tribal tribal belly dance before tribal belly dance was cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but how, you know how do you? But at least there's a at least it shows that it was there. I mean, there's there's and it, yeah, and and who knows the timeline? How far back that timeline goes for you? you I know? think well, but I th- I also think tribal belly dancing is ancient, and I think oh, that, it is. Yeah, uh, the way people cl- like uh, trademark shit is funny, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so what do you think this state of being is Sarolta, this wakingness that we're experiencing, this kind of focus on this lifetime that we're all having and what, what is, how are we pinned down collectively where we're all agreeing that we're here and all this crazy shit's happening? Hmm. I personally think, um, I think we're really supposed to wake up to um, the lie that we are powerless um, and that we are just this body and that, you know, we don't matter that. um, And on the other hand, we have to wake up from the lie that, you know, that is all about the ego. So I think it's a very delicate, it's a very, you know, it's like part of you, yes, you can't be all about that, you know, the ego, only the ego, it's only about you. And at the same time, it is all about us, right? It's a very, I mean, it is all about us in that we control absolutely our our reality on some level. You know, that our conversation about fate earlier, um, that may be the landscape we travel, but our consciousness, if we work on it, I think that we have control over, um, you know, those of us at least who are really aware of it and working on it, right? Um, you know, our landscape, we might not have control over, like we can't ultimately change the collective, right? Maybe if enough people um, are, connecting to do that um but we can change our own the way we frame the way we're experiencing it um what are we do okay tell me the question again what are we there was two two parts to that well i guess it it doesn't have to be two parts though the The basic thing is, what is this? What is this experience we're having? And I know it's a great, it's obviously, it's a great question in literature. It's one of the seven great questions. But with, in, I just want to know your personal perception of it. it is, why are we having this experience? Um, I think, I think everybody has a complete unique 
view um, from looking out through um, my own eyes. Um, I feel like <sighs> I feel like there's so much possibility, and I'm I'm so loving this lifetime. I mean, I have been through so much, but I, I'm just so grateful for where I am right now. Um, I feel like we really are more powerful than we know. Um, I really, um, I really feel that there is a, um, our, our society wants us to feel small and to become sheep. I mean, I don't, you know, not to get all political, but that's really, I really do feel that um, the, the powers that, um, the people in charge, um, the monetary system, whatever, they want, us all to just be afraid and and I I think um, we're really here to um, awaken um, to our own power. I really I really do, and I think um, as I think that's happening. As bad as things are in so many ways, there's so many great things going on right now in our um, time. Um, seeing um, more women um, in power um, to see. Um, the openness happening. Um, I think it's happening. I don't, I, I'm not a fatalist um, um, by any means. Um, I am waiting to um, see what happens next. Um, don't I, you see that as like a shift in the eons though? Like it's part of this, as Jung called it, the enantiodromia, or it swings, mm -hmm. we're swinging from Pisces, now we're full into Aquarius. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and uh, what's coming up now um, in 2020, the, the Jupiter-Saturn uh, conjunction in Aquarius, um, this is the ending uh, uh, over 200 year cycle um, um, I, I was listening to a podcast with Austin Kopik and um, Gordon White um, about that specifically, and they were talking basically, um, it's over 200 years of the Saturn-Jupiter uh, conjunctions. Um, they happen every 20 years. Um, um, astrologers define those as big um, timeline, you know, um, that mark a timeline um, back centuries and centuries, you know, thousands of years. Um, going into Aquarius for the first time in 2020, it's kind of going to be um, the end of um, imperialism and, um, as we know it, um, going from the earth of everything conquering this earth. And what Gordon says, and I, I kind of like that, I like his idea um, about this. Um, I'm sure he's not the only one that said this, but um, he says by going into Aquarius that it's, um, we're going, we're, okay, we've conquered the earth and we're done conquering the earth. Um, we're now we're going to the sky. Yes. <laughs> and uh, colonizing, colonizing the sky. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and yeah. even if that's just a symbol, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It just could be symbolic. Every yeah. But um, yeah, I, I really, I really think I'm really hopeful. Um, even with people, how how people say, oh, the, everything's worse, everything's worse, all the fascism. Yes, well, I look at it as I think it's like the last, I'm okay, I'm hoping. Not 100% optimistic. I'm really hoping, though, and really um, working in my own life um, to, um, you know, I, I work in social work, so um, I'm in my everyday job, I'm really trying to uh, make a difference in that. But um, I'm really hoping that this is a, you know, the 
patriarchal, um, you know, dualistic, uh, money grabbing, that it's the last hurrah. Probably not because humans like drama. <laughs> we, like our, we like our dramas. We like our stories. It would get really boring if there wasn't a bad guy, right? So it's okay. What do you, what would you take on the symbolism of uh, Notre Dame burning? Oh, wow. Having been built on the Temple of Isis. Yeah. Um, well, it's a, it's a sacred, it's a sacred spot. Um, it, it, no, 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 not, not really. What does it really mean? <laughs> yeah. Eso, what's the esoteric of it? You know, I haven't really quite, I, I can't really say yet. I, I, I respect, I respect the traditions. Um, I don't know. I can't really say yet. I kind of saw it as, um, uh, the first blow against the patriarch, the divine feminine rising kind of thing. It could be seen as that. Yeah. I, I, I still hate to see uh, beautiful art uh, oh, destroyed. It just, I, so I, I, it's just hard for me to. That's one of the things that's constantly, that just naggers at me in any of these destructions of beautiful old art and uh and statuary i don't care what the narrative is what once mm -hmm. the artisans have made it and it, these are check marks mm -hmm. and and check places in history and so i just hate seeing any of it yeah, get it's, destroyed. Just, it's just so painful to see that it just it breaks my heart it's just the thought of how old it was and how well that would but but, but on the, conversely symbol, conversely though you've got the the go ahead I forgot and I was going to no, say. No, I was just backing you up, Jerry, as a symbol of the ISIS rising, like coming. Mm -hmm. That was just one thing. It's also to, oh, I know I was going to say that, um, look at it from an alchemical uh, point of view. Yeah, fire transmutes. Exactly. So <laughs> if yeah, these structures absolutely. that are in our, in our reality hold energy mm -hmm. that's tied to whatever intention, you know, it's tied to us. So maybe that's a requirement for us to move forward. Maybe those are the ties that bind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that doesn't make the, as someone who's lost everything to fire twice, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, it, it is, it's still like such a painful thing to yeah. even witness mm -hmm. as, as a collective act, because it is, a, it is in the end, a sigil that the, the great cathedral of Notre Dame is a a big gigantic sigil and we all understand what it represents but yeah. there but then for some of us it also still that don't carry this baggage i'm one of those people it represents a place of also refuge and mm -hmm. beauty and craftsmanship and 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 these other things also the you know the goddess survived through mary Mm -hmm. And, and yes. so there's all of that tied in. It's a real sticky ball, but the fact that it did burn, the fact that the spire burned, which is a, clearly a phallus, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it, it, there is, is deeply rich. And I think we will be parsing this out for a while. Yeah. At, least, at least it, uh, it, it, the point definitely is made, the sigil is burned, the ritual happened. 
Mm -hmm. Well, there's so much in, in uh, Catholic uh, uh, symbolism and the mass um, that are, um, you know, vestiges of, you know, magical, I mean, Oh yes. Yeah, Christianity kind of and Gnosticism was very, um, was very, um, uh, magical. Um, it was very magical and still, and there still is that current in there. I do believe that, um, especially now I'm doing the, uh, class with Jason on, uh, St. Cyprian. Uh, yes. So, um, and that was one of the reasons I, um, I had some negative, uh, experiences and feelings about um, Christianity in general, um, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to take this class is to because um, there's a whole powerhouse of magic that I didn't want to close myself off to um, because of um, you know um, personal feelings. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of that's really horrible about it, of course, but all the Abrahamic religions are, uh. are misogynistic. So, um, but the originally, um, you know, the original um, Mary Magdalene was an apostle. I really yes. believe that. And um, so. Well, there's evidence to that. Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. I thought it was, she was yeah. his wife or concubine. Right. Yeah. yeah, and they had children together. Yep. The Gospel of Mary, which was hidden from and the And he canon. was just a dude. <laughs> if, if, even if, even <laughs> if he existed, he was just a dude. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so there's a lot of magic there in that. So, um, so yeah, no, it broke my heart to see that. Um, and, yeah, it was heartbreaking. And I, I, I have a hard time saying that, oh, that's the God, for me say that that the goddess would want to destroy beautiful art like that so <laughs> um, well i i think in the end we know that is i mean where we can we can attribute the symbols in through that stance uh you know yeah i mean, and especially when we look at symbols that go back further like the the dismemberment of tiamat mm -hmm. and how they they've kept her drunk and you know Tiamat coming back together, which is, I think, easily overlaid onto all this as well, is is not a pretty thing. She's angry, mm -hmm. right? They dismembered her. They kept her what was left drunken so that she mm -hmm. couldn't couldn't find the pieces of herself to pull her pants up and get on with the work. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so it, it does make sense. There's a lot of sense in there, magically speaking. Right. So I, I wanna I'm wondering about your ideas of spirit and soul, since we're we're in this water right now. Hmm. Um well spirit spirit is more like that spark, that idealism, um, soul. To me, that's what I how I see it. That's you know, the spirit is um um, more mental, um, idealistic. The soul is um, the dark waters. That's how I feel it. Um, symbolically, um, spirit and soul. Um, see, I, I, I'm. These are. This is where I'm not a hundred. Where I don't have any fixed beliefs. I really try not to be fixed fixed in my beliefs as far as what I. But I do believe a lot of things are possible. I, I. There's um, one feeling that as, as there's um, reincarnation, yes, I do feel, feel there's reincarnation, but I still believe that these individual aspects of the personality exist in some level because otherwise, how can we access them? 
um, how do we feel, you know, so say my father is reincarnated, but it's maybe an aspect of his soul that is reincarnated because I can still feel his energy um, as who he is. So is it an oversoul? Um, I'm not sure. I, that, so that's a big question in my mind and something that I'm constantly um, um, thinking about. Um, spirit, I do feel like there's like this spark that we all have um, and each one is individual. Um, um, and that's more the aspirational and the thing that keeps you going. Um, the soul is the part that deep, deep dives down. <laughs> um, at least that's how I experience it for myself. My spirit is like my beacon. My soul is like, you know, the, mm, how do I say, um, the roots that go down into the magma mm. and gets the strength and pulls it up and brings it up to the branches or something. That's kind of how I would. And then I just have one last question before we ask questions of anyone that's out there is, uh, are we dreaming right now? Yeah, I think it's all, <laughs> I think it's all a dream. I think I do. I think we're all like, like, you know, I remember even as a kid thinking, um, what if I just, I wake up and this whole life I've had is just a dream. And I'm like, well, that's okay. It's been cool. Because um, <laughs> um, I'll wake up into something else. And then that's the next chapter. So um, so because of that, I'm not really, I'm not really afraid of dying at all. I'm actually, it's, I, you know, I don't want to miss anything, but I won't be because there'll be something else, right? Um, when I when I was a young child, then that was when I was really like I cannot die. I have to make sure my son, <laughs> you know. But you know, my son grew grew up. Now I'm like you know, and I and I'm really happy here, and I'm loving, and you know, I don't really want to go through like. <laughs> that being said, um, yeah, I think we are dreaming. I think we're all. I think I'm, I think it's all question. I think it's all suspect. Yes. <laughs> And it's all demons. <laughs> Everything is demons. Everything is demons and they're all suspect. And, and, and they're all and Hallelujah. And hallelujah. <laughs> Praise demons. <laughs> oh, man. You might as well make them your friend. Yes. What's right. the worst that can happen? Just learn your banishing spells. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, boundaries. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or just or you just or just let them just go right through you and not resist them. And then you know <laughs> skip past. Good times. Absolutely. <laughs> there's, a, there's yeah. a discussion about Notre Dame in the chat. Oh, I'm oh, sure okay. it triggered off people talking about it. Well, I forgot the um uh, besides the whatever I said, the ISIS thing and that the uh, there were a bunch of saints statues that were beheaded. They cut the heads off these statues to save them, quote unquote, save them from the fire. Yeah, I heard about that. Which is pretty <laughs> anti. Uh, yeah, that's that's some patriarch anti patriarchy. Yeah, it is. It really is. So I, that's why I thought all that I was like, oh, it's really. It's like you I know, don't know. I see things like I see events large events like this and and i really see more of what i don't know how to explain it the this more the some what is it representing energetically yes. in the collective yes. because you know th those forces 
those demons trigger things to happen in the physical world, either by making, you know, <clears throat> the little devil on your shoulder, hey, go start a fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know how it works, but it does. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Right. Good times. Wow. I had, there was a, uh, there was a, oh, I can't remember what it, there was a Catholic church, but I think it was the lesser, not a cathedral. What's the next step down? Both of you who have Catholic upbringings. Um, oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I stopped at second grade. <laughs> uh, man, I can't remember. It's the Basilica. Is that it? uh anyway it was in, it's in chicago and it's right it was like close to um my sister's restaurant jane's and in mm-hmm. in the over in that area and they had taken down the statues on the top and to restore them and when i so i was able to see them and they had their heads off too and i said is this is very strange you know and they were you know they're gigantic because they were up on the uh, you know on the top of the building looking down and they're all all gigantic and they said they had to take the heads off or it was some sort of transportation thing to get them safe safely up there and then in the end they actually replaced them with new ones and the old ones who knows where they went but it always (laughs) It, you know, into private collections. I wish I had one. Ooh, I want uh, one. You know, girl, please, you know me. I live for that stuff. And, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and so, I, but it did have me all those years ago thinking about, wow. And I think that was when I was first starting to read John Dee's and uh, the Revelation Pictures, that book that I got from mm-hmm. you, probably <laughs> and, uh and so you know it's like 94 or something and mm-hmm. i couldn't help but think wow this looks like they be, you know like some sort of vanishing or they dis you know they they discharged them right mm-hmm. they, they what is the main thing you do is you you take a head off of the body you separate the head from the body so i remember deeply pondering that and i thought is this in the catholic like the secret teaching (laughs) of the catholics is there something there that is you know to explore and then this this stuff came out and again now that's swimming around in my head yeah i wonder Hmm. it is interesting because you know the catholic the catholics do believe in they do believe in demons um, they do ascribe agency to these entities, and it's all so juicy to ponder. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons why I like the Catholic faith, though, is because right. there's so much mysticism and magic right. there. Oh, um, well, just a fun, fun little aside. Um, um, one of the things in the Black School, we had to, uh, um, one of the assignments is to get um, seven, get uh, holy water from seven different Catholic churches. And my partner and I are t- doing this class together. And he and I, on Good Friday, we figured that would have some really good juice. <laughs> we did go to seven different churches. However, only three had holy water. So we combined the three. So we still have to, but that's, that's part of the Jason Miller's uh, class, just as a little. Hint. Um, oh, I love that. It's extremely yeah. 
juicy. Oh, I think you would really love this class. It's mm. really juicy when He's, it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Some I love of the, the meditations are really great. I heard you're having Jason on too. Yes. I was going to say in July ish. Ooh. Gary is so good like that's a real time. <laughs> oh, I love I love Jason Miller. I have like every book he ever wrote and this is the first class I've taken, but I will be taking more. He is very good. He goes right to the point. He answers great questions. Um I highly recommend his class. <laughs> Especially if you like this kind of stuff. I'm, Strategic I'm sorcery, though, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, well, this class is called the Black School, and it's all about um, working with St. Cyprian. Who was, oh, there was a guy on Rune Soup a couple of years back who was into Cyprianic magic. I'm not sure. He had a weird There's name. a lot of people, and, you know, there are a lot of people that do it, and there are all these books out there, too. So, no, uh, like, I don't have enough books, Danishka. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's in a revival. That's what's Yeah, great. it's so we're getting juicy stuff now it really is yeah oh you you will you will have to take this class um i'll <laughs> tell you i'll tell you about it uh later <laughs> oh my god this has been a joy and jerry i'm sorry it seems like i took totally over the show this time unusual. <laughs> i jerry just has to fight to get a word in i'm just so sorry about that um i have no complaints I I thank you so much, Jerry, for letting me. I knew it was going to be this way, having a friend. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> and this why I've not, not really invited many friends because of this. But this was wow. a great chesterol to you. brought a lot of fantastic stuff to Nakamente. And I thank you and Jerry both for uh, indulging me. And so, again, you know, what? where can people find you? This is all... I found that it was Rune Soup with uh, Conjurman Ali. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. From Cat yes, Iron yes. Woods World. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne's cool. World. Wayne's World. Did, uh, did she have any questions? I don't even yeah, know. Are there, no. any, are there any questions on the chat? No. No? Okay. Not that I it, see. It goes like that. I'm, I'm not in there, so I don't know what's going on. It's all good. I go you hope what? So what do you have? Sorota, where can people find you? How um, can your well, services? Okay. All that. Okay, well, um, I'm in the process of doing a bunch of things, but right now I do have my astrology website. It's thelilithzone.com. Um, I'm, I do, um, art, um, articles on astrology and I, I'm doing a candle magic thing now, but I do readings. I do all that kind of thing. Um, I am working on a book proposal. I am, um, working on some classes to do online. Um, so, um, it, you know, there's a newsletter there. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was I really great. I want to plug your candle magic thing. So you send this out and it, it just lines up. It, it, it makes it easy for, especially for people that are just wanting to wing it because there it is. There's the daily candle magic and it, it pretty much lays everything out. So you just line up the uh, astrological hour and she sends you to this fantastic uh, site where you. Yeah. We can calculate the planetary hours. I keep it 
open enough because I'm hoping that it's going to be a resource for people that are already have their own magical practice, but mm -hmm. they just want to have like, oh, here's, oh, here's a, the aspect today and here's a take on it and that, that it will trigger them. It's more like a daily practice. You know, I think it's having a daily practice of some sort is good. And this is just, I, I it's, you can use it as a meditation. You can use it to journal. You can do a full on rich or, you know, um, the one thing I'm trying to do is that um, if people want to um, get them in advance, I want to have them available in, a month in advance so they can plan ahead. Um, that if they sign up for my mailing list, um, I think by June, I'll be able to have the full month in advance. Um, so um, that way people can plan ahead and look for something. Oh, this looks like something I really want to work on and make a bigger deal out of it. So I'm, I'm hoping that it's a resource for people that are already magical practitioners, but also that it's simple enough that somebody that is just getting their feet wet or tr are interested that, you know, that's something that might be helpful. So well, we'll see how it works. It, I love it. And, you know, I have been a practicing magician for decades. And mm -hmm. so I just want to say when I've gotten those, it's like, and I'm on, I'm can be really lazy. And so like yesterday's I'm like, ah, oh, <sighs> and there it was, you know, you said to me, I'm like, okay, I'm focused again. It's so super simple. You make it so super simple. It's, it's, it's good for the lazy witchy poo because <laughs> it's like, here is focus on this. This is the astrology. Here's the hour, you know, light a candle. And light a candle, oh, make, yeah. a, make a wish, <laughs> send it out to the universe. You're done. You yeah. Know? I, uh, yeah, I, come on, this is easy. Come and on, games, get and you with put it, it out girl. There. Get yeah. with it, girl. So <laughs> you want to make magic, or don't you? <laughs> it's a, it's a great service. I, oh, thank you. I, I'm hoping that people Twitter. will enjoy it. Yes, and, I'm on Twitter, and I'm working on the Instagram. I'm working on it. Um, um, yeah, working on it. Come to Instagram. I just got on Instagram myself like three months ago. I know, and you're doing great. I've seen it. I just have to do, I have, I have a lot of ideas. I've just got my hands and I'm, I'm still, need, I haven't done any music in a while. I need to do some music. You know how it is. Aye, aye. <laughs> What's a girl to do? <laughs> I love you. Thank you for coming on. Well, I love you too. And I'm so glad to um, meet you, Jerry. And so nice I'm to so happy. And it was really fun and I love your show. And um, again, thanks again. It was a blast. Uh, we thank you very much for coming in. And uh, thank everyone for listening. And be sure to tune in next week. We have, who we have? JJ. Right. JJ, apparently is her name, Rain DeBlanc. The artist. The yes. artist. She Metal makes giant artist. rings that I would catch on counters all the time. Oh my God. Her jewelry is amazing, people. Unbelievable. Anyway, thank you, Nish. Thank you, Sorolta. Thank you, listening public. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.